FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO Sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. This is Faux Monday, the snackable companion to FOMO Sapiens, which, of course, drops a full meal episode every Thursday. Happy Faux Monday. So... In the last couple of weeks, we have had two guests that I found super interesting, and I hope you did too, Ian Schrager, the visionary, and Chris Hutchins, the hackmaster. And I was just thinking back this morning on those conversations, and I realized there's a nexus between them two. There's creativity and there's hacks. And I was thinking to myself, can you hack creativity? Of course, you can hack anything at this point, right? (laughs) We know that already. And if you can't hack it, I'll tell you, you can at least cultivate it over time. And there are some hacks that can help you to do that. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because here's the thing that we should all remember. Creativity is innate, right? Think about when you were a kid or if you talk to a kid. Kids are thinking about super creative things. They have imaginary friends. There's a dragon in the closet, all that sort of stuff. And then we were all like that, right? And then the world beat it out of us over time. People said, well, that's stupid. There's no imaginary friends or there's no, well, you can pick your favorite holiday and insert whoever gives you the present there. And, you know, I remember just having all my creativity beat out of me over the years. And then I got to adulthood and it was far diminished. And so I have spent the last decade plus trying to rebuild that. And I have found some different ways to do that that I want to share with you today. I have 10 ways to cultivate creativity. Call them hacks if you want but let's get into it. The first is, you know, you can just have unstructured creative thought. That's fine. But I like to have a purpose because then you can sort of direct your ideas into a funnel. So number one, I would say is set a purpose because it makes it easier to think creatively. If you're trying to think of a creative recipe or trying to name your kid or something like that, you have a purpose and it makes it a lot easier than just saying, I want to be creative today. Number two, be curious. And that means things like vary your media diet, listen to different types of music, read different types of articles, read some fiction. I think it's sad to go through life not reading fiction and read fiction that's different than the stuff that maybe you've read in the past. Just expose yourself, read poetry. Anything you can do, look at art. Just go find really creative people who've made things that you can study and look at and then interact with them. I find some of my good ideas come when I'm at an art museum, for example. It's like, if you're looking at Picasso or a Calder or a Georgia O'Keeffe, it's hard not to come up with some big ideas, right? It's just, it just is a lot easier. Number three, schedule unstructured time for creativity. And I actually put these things on my calendar or I will simply decide, like when I write my books, after I have lunch, I will go for a walk. And I find that incredibly, it's like you've spent your whole morning writing and you're sort of empty. And then that walk can restore ideas and creativity. In fact, my brother once told me, and anybody who's ever, he's a musician, he, he's a composer. So anyone who's done that would know, he said, you know, sometimes the most interesting and important thing you can be doing for writing is going for a walk or sitting under a tree or something. Kind of interesting. It kind of makes me think of, 
you know, Newton, and I don't know if this is a true story, but he was sitting under the tree and the apple fell. Like he wasn't trying to be creative about physics at that moment, but it was the space he was in and getting out of his schedule and being somewhere different that it gave him the space to think. So making time for that is always valuable and putting on the calendar, make sure you do it. Number four, I don't think under an apple tree is necessarily for all of us, but go somewhere inspiring. A couple of years ago, I went to the south of France, uh, this town called Moujon, which is up the hill from Cannes. Somebody I knew had a place there. And so I dropped in for a couple of days and I was thinking to myself, like the light there, it's like I could paint like Picasso because it's so darn inspiring. I don't have the technical skill, but it's just like if you are an inspiring, amazing place, you get big ideas. It's kind of hard not to think about big ideas at the top of a mountain or in a place that is beautiful and that kind of taps into the wonder of the planet Earth. So listen, we can't all get on a plane and go to France. I certainly can't do that every day, especially now, but there are places in our worlds that inspire creativity. I think to my home state of Maine, just drive to the beach 20 minutes, right? Everybody can go to the beach, thankfully. There are public beaches. That's what we do in Maine, mostly. And just sitting on the beach and looking at the clouds, I mean, we all can look at the clouds, right? Those are for all of us and those are inspiring to a lot of people. So it's all around us if you make time to look for it and it can be very inspiring. Number five, find a thought partner and then engage with them in an open-minded way. So this is what entrepreneurs do all the time. I've had certain friends who basically took a period of time, almost like a sabbatical, and found a business partner, and they just sat around every day and did ideation. Came up with a million ideas. They didn't judge the ideas. They didn't say, oh, that's a really stupid idea. No, 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 they were open-minded, but they made uh, a conscious effort to make space in their lives, to think outside the box, to be creative. And that kind of reminds me of what people do in ad agencies, right? You know, when these people who come up with jingles and taglines, that's what they do. They sit around and kind of like, throw out random ideas without worrying about people saying, well, that's a terrible idea because you never know, right? You may have an idea that's marginally good, but it is the gateway to the great idea that becomes, you know, you think about the end of Mad Men, that final episode where Don is on the, on the, this is kind of combining a bunch of the elements we're talking about here. He's on that mountaintop meditating and that becomes the inspiration for the Coke song, which which is kind of amazing, right? I remember just thinking, how do these people, these ad people come up with ideas? Well, they go to inspiring places. They they get with a group of people, do something funky, and there you go, big idea. FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages, but I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. Next, 
vary your social group. So the more people who are different than you that you expose yourself to, the more big ideas you'll have. And that means, you know, I remember when I worked on Wall Street, almost everybody I knew worked in finance, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. But nowadays, I really make a conscious effort to talk to different types of people, entrepreneurs and people who are kind of creator types and yeah, some finance people too and and people who work in nonprofit and people who are in politics and just all kinds of crazy stuff. And they don't have to be famous people. They can be people in your community, but they're seeing different things than you and they see different problems and they see different solutions and you know, you can just mine their brains. And that is the beginning of thinking differently than what you're thinking about right now and coming up with different and creative ideas. Next, keep lists. This is super important. So once you start doing all the stuff we've talked about, you know, you're going to different inspiring places, talking to inspiring people, making time, being curious, varying in your meta diet, looking at cool art. You're gonna have ideas, I promise you. So write them down. And I actually have, so the way I do this is on my reminders app on my iPhone, I actually have a bunch of different lists that I use. I have one list, which is just like big ideas, I call it. I have another one called turn of phrase, which is just words that I think are cool or words that I make up all the time because you guys know me, I make up words, that's what I do. And you know, you could have your own series of lists. Maybe you're thinking about cooking and you could have weird ideas for recipes or maybe you trying to come up with a book idea, book ideas or article ideas or baby name ideas, all those sorts of things. Keep lists. I'll tell you what, you forget, like you write it down and then you forget that you wrote it down and two weeks later you look at it and you're like, what a great idea I had two weeks ago. I can't believe I forgot it. I'm telling you, it's crazy. You can also have a special notebook. Some people find that kind of helpful. Go buy yourself like a really nice notebook, like a moleskin or something, and have that be the repository of your brilliant and creative ideas. That's an idea too. Number eight, when you talk to people, ask them open-ended questions. I find that's really interesting. I had a lunch yesterday with a friend of mine who's super creative, and he would just say things like, what's the biggest element of your life you feel like you still have left unfinished? which is heavy. I was like, whoa, dude, I'm just trying to eat my sandwich. But we got into it and then he had some thoughts and we had a really interesting discussion. So I, I encourage people to just, you know, ask questions, you know, what, what are you curious about right now? What are you learning about right now? What's the most interesting thing you've seen this week? First of all, it makes you a better conversationalist, but second of all, it unleashes some creativity and makes the conversations that you have far more substantive. I mean, I think it's much more interesting to talk about ideas than talk about people uh, and anything you can do to drive those conversations by asking open-ended questions about ideas and thoughts and stuff like that, it really helps. Next, make some time for mindfulness. Some of my best ideas came on the yoga mat or after a nap or meditating or taking a walk, things that just got me into the present and out of my head. You can have the biggest problem in the world. Remember I talked to Ian about this, Ian Schrager. I said, whenever I don't know what I'm doing and I'm lost, I take a nap and I wake up and I just know what to do, it works. I remember many times in my life when I was stuck and then I'd go to a yoga class and it's like, you're doing, you're doing crow pose and, you, and you're, you're like, wow, I, I know, I figured it out. I have the answer, I have the, the smart idea. And so mindfulness can really help. And finally, number 10, take some risks. You know, I think about cooking. I've, I'm an aspiring chef, I guess, after the pandemic because I had to learn how to cook. All those Uber Eats fees made it too expensive to order in. And I just took some risks. And sometimes, you know, it isn't very tasty, but it's okay. 
you learn. So throw some turmeric in the brownies. I don't know, maybe not that, but you get my point. Take risks. Don't be afraid to fail. These are small risks, so it's worth trying. And I just want to kind of apply in closing here. You know, we just came up with a new name, Faux Mondays, for the show. And I kind of applied a number of these tactics to come up with that name. So we think about it. I was with my producer, Matt, and we were asking ourselves, I don't know, does After Hours serve the purpose that we want it to serve? What is it saying? And we just didn't really know. So we decided to rename the show. So we're sitting in a very inspiring place on this terrace in Brooklyn overlooking the Brooklyn Bridge, the Manhattan Bridge. It's a beautiful day. We're eating nice food. And we're sort of, we're sort of just kind of throwing out names, right? And, and Matt's somebody who I don't see every day, right? He's my friend, but it's not like I hang out with him all the time. So he's kind of from a varied social group. And we knew what our purpose was, which was to rename the podcast. And everything was on the table. We didn't sort of say, well, that's a dumb idea. We had some real clunkers in there, by the way. But nobody, nobody made fun of anybody. We wrote them all down and kept a list. And then when we found the one we liked, we kind of knew it, but we also took a risk. And, you know, obviously I asked around a little bit. I didn't just sort of just throw it in there without asking a few people, but I took a risk. And maybe you, maybe you'll tell me you hate it. Maybe you won't. I'd love to actually hear, but that's how we did it. And so we, we brought together many of the elements I talk about today. All right. So that is the end of this episode. By the way, I am curious if you have a reaction to Foam Mondays, let me know. Also the logo or the, the new cover we have, which is made... Uh, by the team, Alexandra, let me know what you think. I was, I was sort of blown away. I didn't tell her what to do at all. I just said, Hey, do something cool. And she's so creative that she did. So reach out to me and let me know what you think at let's connect at patrickmcginnis.com on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis or on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. And let me know what your creativity hacks are. I'd love to hear how you get in the space and maybe I will share them on a future show. All right, FOMO sapiens. That's it for FOMO Mondays. I'll see you on Thursday on FOMO Sapiens. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. 